Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Serwick here again with Mike Meredith. Mike, how are you doing this fine uh, Thursday evening? I'm doing good, man. A uh, lot to unpack here for uh, NFL, college football, and more. Yeah, we have quite a bit to talk about, so let's get right to it. Starting with the NFL, about to kick off here in a few minutes. The Cowboys are hosting the Seahawks. Uh, Dallas is a nine and a half point favorite. Uh, in this game, um, obviously Dallas right now, they've been performing extremely well. Uh, Dak Prescott in particular has been really, really good. Uh, and as of late, you know, the Seahawks have been struggling a couple, uh, a couple losses in games where, you know, they were favored pretty heavily. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, they were favored by the Rams and then, uh, uh, you know, just barely edging out the commanders, but uh, I'm gonna take Dallas in this game. Uh, obviously, they've been performing a hell of a lot better um, this year. I know Seattle's a pretty decent team. They're still obviously in the uh, uh, playoff hunt. Uh, that said, though, uh, Dallas is just the all-around better team right now. They've been performing very, very well. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Dallas here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Dallas as well. Um... It's tough, though, because Dallas, if you look at their schedule, like almost all their wins have been against bad teams like Washington, the Giants, Carolina. So every time they've had a big game this year, it seems like they've kind of fell flat with like the Eagles, the 49ers. But uh, Seahawks definitely have been on a little bit of a downward spiral recently, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, Seattle just lately just has not been able to perform that well and you know, just having close games with teams that they're way better than it's just uh not been looking good for them. Uh so New Orleans will host Detroit. Detroit is a four and a half point favorite in this game. Uh they're looking for a comeback. Um couple bad weeks now, uh, for the Lions. Uh, obviously losing to Green Bay on Thanksgiving is a big, you know, tough blow. Uh, almost losing to the Bears, you know, just not getting the performances out of this team that we need, especially Jared Goff. Uh, Hendon Hooker has been, uh, you know, enabled for practice, though, which is good to uh, see. Obviously, he's not going to play any snaps this year, but uh, he'll be able to start practicing here soon, so uh, that's going to be nice for him. Uh, but that said, uh, I'm going to roll with the Lions here. The Saints have been struggling a little bit. They're still in this division fight uh, with Atlanta, but I believe now they're tied for the uh, for that division with Atlanta. But I think this is a week Detroit's going to get things right. Um, the defense especially needs to start getting things right. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, th- I think Detroit just overall has a better team, too, on both sides of the ball, but just – this 10-day break for them has definitely helped, I think. So I think that will, you know, speak into the game on Sunday. Yeah, I think Detroit's going to win this one. Saints are pretty rocky as it is. And, I mean, I know Detroit's been not great the last few games. So hopefully they uh, they have a bounce-back week. I know it was a short week last week with Thanksgiving games. So hopefully, you know, with the long week – the long rest, they can uh, regroup and, uh, you know, take a look at not turning the ball over six times in five quarters. 
Yeah, well, uh, hopefully we'll, uh, you know, Jared Goff will take care of the ball like he was, you know, all last year pretty much and to start this year. Uh, New England will host the Chargers. Uh, L.A. is a five-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um, look, both these teams are really bad, but um, New England's one of the worst teams in the league right now. Mac Jones is terrible. Um you know, uh, Bill Belichick, I think he's done after this year. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Chargers here. They're they're a lot better built on both sides of the ball than uh, than New England. Obviously, obviously, Justin Herbert's one of the better young quarterbacks in the uh, in the league. Uh, Mac Jones is just, you know, just absolutely terrible. So, yeah, I, I got I got to roll with L.A. here. They have a pretty decent defense as well. So, yeah. Yeah, speaking about uh, coaches that may be done, I truly believe if uh, New England wins this game, uh, Brandon Staley won't even be on the flight home, which I really hope so. I really hope New England wins for that reason because I, I just get him out of here, man. I do think the Chargers will win, but in my mind, I'm kind of hoping that New England pulls it out just because, like I said, I think if they lose to this New England team, Brandon Staley is going to be gone. I mean, he he's gone after this year, no matter what, right? He like, is. I mean, I would think, but I mean, you would think last year when he blew a twenty what twenty seven point lead in the playoffs that they would have fired him then, or the year before that when he choked against the Raiders and missed the playoffs. It's like, I he's done so much shit that I wouldn't put anything past the Chargers uh, front office. Yeah, no, I mean, look, look, he he is gone after this year. What in? You know, after the season ends, we're gonna do a whole thing on on coaches that are gone, or actually, really towards the end of the season, just you know, coaches that are gonna be gone, coaching carousel, all that stuff. We'll we'll get into that when that time comes. Uh, Pittsburgh will be hosting Arizona. Pittsburgh, a five and a half point favorite in this game, um, and Pittsburgh's gonna win. I mean, they have a, overall a much better team. Um, you know, they they just they have a much better system defensively. Uh, they have a good uh, offense that can at least produce some sort of points. Arizona just can't do anything on either side of the ball. Uh, they have one of the worst defenses in the league. Kyler Murray, even though he's healthy now, it's not making much of a difference at all to that offense. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think Pittsburgh wins this one. I'm pretty sure they'll cover that five and a half as well. Yeah, I think so too. Pittsburgh, uh, man, they're gonna be uh, looking pretty dang good, man. It's gonna be a crazy last few weeks for them trying to fight in this division. I don't think they're gonna win. I think Baltimore's gonna take it, but they're gonna probably finish in second. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, Tennessee uh, is hosting Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis is a one-point favorite in this game. Uh, look, the Titans beat Indy on the road earlier this year. It was a very gritty game. I, I called that one saying that Tennessee's going to win this game by a wide margin. I'm going to say that again this week. I think this is the type of game, you know, Tennessee thrives in. It is, it's at home, so it's an even better environment for them. So I think they'll be better than Indianapolis. I know Indianapolis has been playing a lot better this year than really anyone thought they would be. Uh, but uh, Jonathan Taylor's out for at least two weeks. Um, Gardner, Minch- Gardner Minshew is not it, dude. Um, and you know the defense is still good, but 
I just I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of question marks on both sides of the ball for Indy. I, I think Tennessee can can really take advantage of uh, of everything that's going on, especially with that Colts offense right now in terms of injuries. Yeah, I mean, uh, with Jonathan Taylor, you know, being beat up, and um, you know, the Titans um, sort of thriving in those uh, close game environments. I think that. Um, I'm going to go with the Titans here, too. Houston is hosting Denver. Uh, Houston's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um, look, both these teams have been playing really well lately. Uh, Denver, I believe, has the, the longest active win streak out of any team right now, uh, outside of Philly, of course. Um, that said, they have been pl- Denver's been playing, obviously, out of their mind. Houston, likewise... You know, C.J. Stroud is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Obviously, he I, I, he's clearly rookie of the year. Right? If I, I think you would, you would agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, it's it's like this this game to me, it, it could it's a toss up. I mean, both these teams have played really, really good. Uh, that said, I think I'm gonna go with Houston here. Um, I don't know if they get to that three and a half. This is gonna be a really, really close game. I think. I mean, both these teams, like I said, have been really, really good as of late. So I'm gonna roll with Houston here. Don't know if they get to that three and a half though. Yeah, it's gonna be a uh, a close one, man. Uh, both these teams are uh, doing pretty good. I know that Houston just lost last week to Jacksonville, but they've been uh, one of the more uh, consistent teams this year, I would say. Um, They've been putting up some quality wins. Um, Broncos, though, are looking good. I hope that the Broncos start doing bad here because they got the Lions coming up and don't want them being hot when they face the Lions. So I'm going to roll with the Texans. The Jets will be hosting the Falcons. Atlanta, a two-point favorite in this game. Uh, Look, both these defenses are in the top ten in the league uh, statistically. Um Atlanta's offense, you know, you can't trust them with Desmond Shitter, but, you know, they have Tim Boyle on the other side with the Jets. Uh, this is going to be a real low-scoring game. Uh, both these offenses are trash, and they're both facing pretty damn good defenses. Um, I think Atlanta wins. This is going to be a really close game. This is going to be a very, very boring game, but Atlanta will probably win this game. But, you know, very low-scoring, you know, game here. Very close as well. Yeah, um, I think that my man Young Ho is going to uh, carry Atlanta to this victory. Uh, most accurate kicker in NFL history now, uh, for y'all that don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, I think this is going to be just defensive, special teams, field goal battle all the way. Um, and I'm going to roll with Atlanta here. Yeah, it's it's going to be... Yeah, very low scoring game. I don't even want necessarily want to call it a defensive battle. It's more like the offense is sucking. Uh, the Commanders will host the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are a nine and a half point favorite in this game. Um, look, Sam Howell has no help in front. He is one of the better quarterbacks in the league right now. I mean, he's been playing very, very well despite being sacked a billion times this year. It seems like. Um, that said, Miami is starting to string together some road wins, which they desperately need. That offense, obviously, is still one of the best in the league. Uh, very explosive between uh, Tua and Tyreek. 
those two have just been connecting all year, and it's paid off extremely well for Miami. I think Miami wins this game. I'm pretty sure they cover the nine and a half too. Washington has nothing up front anymore, especially after trading, you know, Sweat and Chase Young. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna roll with Miami here, and they cover that nine and a half, no problem. Yeah, I think so too, man. Um, I mean, they're just one of the better teams right now. I mean, that offense is just gonna go too crazy, man, for Washington with no rushing defense, no. Um, pass defense, pass rushers. It's just going to be tough, man. Yeah, they, they, they really have nothing, especially on, on, you know, well, really on both sides of the ball, but that defense now, especially without those two edge rushers, just completely horrible. Um, the Buccaneers host the Panthers. Tampa Bay, a five-point favorite in this game. This is the week Tampa Bay finally turns it around after a big you know, losing skid. Um, the Panthers just blow, man. Um, plain and simple. I think I think they're gonna stay at one win this entire year. Uh, the Bucks just have a much better team overall. I know they haven't been playing very well lately, but this Panthers team is just straight up horrible, especially offensively. Um, you know, when you have a midget as your quarterback, it's really really hard to do anything. Um, so yeah, I'm going to roll the bucks here and they cover that five. Yeah. I think they're going to cover too. This is, this is just a horrible performance here, uh, from Carolina this year. What a waste of a, uh, of a draft pick, man. I mean, just absolutely awful. Uh, Carolina, uh, basically just going to be thrown in the towel, even though they have nothing to play for, no pick or anything. What a waste of two draft picks, really, uh, if, you, yeah. if you think about it. Uh, you know, they, they traded up this year to get Bryce Young, and, you know, they they ended up uh, being absolutely terrible. They sh- just should have just waited for C.J. Stroud, I, honestly. I, th- I think the Texans were going to take uh, – uh, well, I think they would have been forced to take uh, Bryce Young at that point. But, uh, yeah, uh, big game this week. Uh, the top two in the NFC will be facing off. The Eagles will be hosting the 49ers. San Francisco is actually favored in this game by three. Um, and I'm going to roll with the Niners in this game. The Eagles have been cutting it very close with some pretty bad teams lately. They're getting the job done, but they need to start stepping up. I think the Niners, this pass rush now is going to really start to to hurt this Eagles' uh, uh, offensive line. I think the Niners will win this game. I think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring game. This, you know, Both defenses are pretty damn good. Um, so I think it's going to be a nice defensive battle here. Uh, but it could be the opposite, too. We could both see both offenses explode for 40 points each. So, um, But I think this is going to be a low-scoring defensive battle. The Niners, I think, will just edge out the Eagles just barely and the Eagles will get their second loss of the season. Yeah, I talked about this um, in the Tuesday episode, but this is the first time in the uh, Super Bowl era that a team who was 10-1 is a three-point underdog, or three or three or more point underdog uh, going into a game. Uh, you know, you would think 10-1, man, I mean, how are they not favored? But San Francisco is just that team, man. They uh, 
they have everything going right now. They're they're back uh, hot again. I feel like they've played some really good football, and the Eagles have been winning, but they've been really cutting it close. I mean, it took a 60-yard field goal to just tie the game against Buffalo. Uh, you know, I think that uh, the 49ers come out and win this one. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be the best game of the weekend for the NFL. This is going to be a really, really fun game to watch. Uh, the Rams will be hosting the Browns. The Rams are actually favored by three and a half in this game. Um, that said, I'm gonna pick the Browns here. I th- I think overall, I uh, they have a you know obviously a really good defense. The offense obviously has a ton of question marks. I mean, uh, but so but this this Rams defense has a lot of question marks as well. Stafford has been somewhat decent as of late too. So especially last week, he played a really really good game last week. Um, but I think the Browns will win here. I think this is going to be another you know one of those low scoring games. Uh, but I think this Browns defense will be able to maybe get some points for them, or at least get the Browns into a short field, uh, and that's how the Browns are going to end up winning this game. Yeah, um, I think the Rams, you know, they had a big week last week, um, and, you know, they're facing the Cardinals, so not much uh, going on there, but the Browns have had to find some creative ways to stay in and win with Deshaun going out for the year, so I think that they will win this one, but I think it's going to be closer, though, than uh, most people are expecting. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people really expect. But, I mean, Vegas kind of agrees it's going to be, you know, it's a three-and-a-half-point three spread. But I, th- I think really the Browns can win, but it's going to be, you know, a last-second field goal or something. Uh, the Packers will be hosting the Chiefs. Kansas City a six-point favorite in that game. Uh, that's Sunday night football for you right there. Um, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win. Green Bay blows. I mean, yeah, they got a nice win over Detroit last week, but uh, they got a lucky win. It was not a good game for Detroit. Uh, Jordan Love was, you know, he's been playing decently the last, you know, three or four weeks now, but I I just don't think that that offense is going to stand up to this Chiefs defense, who is, you know, statistically a top 10 defense this year. Uh, the offense will do just enough as well against this pretty average uh, Packers defense. Uh, Chiefs win. They cover that six as well. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs here too. Hopefully they uh, beat down the Packers, man, because that was just tough last week. And Yeah, I think the Packers, just they had everything click, and it seemed like in the Lions game, the defense and uh, Jordan Love had one of his better games of the year. I don't think they're going to be able to keep it up for uh, Kansas City. Uh, so I think Kansas City is going to win. And lastly, Monday night, uh, the Jags host the Bengals. Jacksonville, eight-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, the Bengals, no Joe Burrow, obviously. Um, you know, that, that that offense just can't do anything without him. Uh, the defense has not been able to really hold up. Jacksonville has been playing really good football again, really all year, uh, despite that slow start that they've had. But, uh yeah, uh, Jacksonville, I think they're going to win. I don't think they get to that eight and a half points. I think maybe a touchdown at the very most they win by. Um, but I think Jacksonville just overall better team. The offense 
obviously they have a competent quarterback in uh, in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the defense is pretty damn good as well. I just, you know, if if Joe Burrow was healthy, I'd probably pick the Bengals in this game, but uh, I'm going to have to roll with Jacksonville here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I do think it's going to be closer than that eight and a half to Um I think that um, the Bengals still have a ton of talent, even though the quarterback is not Joe Burrow right now. Uh, they can still do something. Uh, but I don't think they're they're gonna win. I think Jacksonville will will win the game, though. Yeah, it, it's just yeah, Jacksonville's probably gonna win this game. If Joe Burrow was healthy, I'd I'd choose Cincinnati. But uh, yeah, so that wraps up your NFL games for this week. We're gonna now head over to the col- to college football, and we're gonna review. We're gonna preview. I mean. Every single conference championship, even the ones that no one cares about, like the MAC and the Conference USA, and you know all, and the Sun Belt and all that stuff, just to you know give you some more content than just you know a couple games. Uh, so we're gonna start over in the Conference USA. Number twenty-four, Liberty, will be hosting New Mexico State. Uh, Liberty looking to stay undefeated for this entire year. Uh, they're an 11-point favorite in this game. Uh, New Mexico State has had a pretty damn good season, though. They're 10-3 and coming into this one. Uh, that said, I think Liberty's going to win here. Um, the one thing that Liberty does extremely well uh, that I've seen this year is they don't turn the ball over much at all, um, and they force a lot of turnovers from their opponents, which – you, you love to see that out of a team. Uh, granted, Liberty hasn't really played any good teams, but overall, I think they're they're the much better team. They're much better equipped for this game. I think Liberty wins, and they cover that 11 points. Yeah, I mean, Liberty <laughs> sneaking into the top 25 at the end of the year. Um, they, uh, they've definitely shown... That they can um, win the win the games, man. I mean, undefeated. Uh, I'm gonna go with them. Over to the Pac-12, number three Washington versus number five Oregon. Oregon currently sits at a ten point favorite for this game. And look, I think Oregon's gonna win this game. They are out for blood against Washington after losing to them on the road earlier this year. Um. I think, you know, Penix has been very good. Bo Nix has been also very good. Um, they're obviously the two Heisman favorites right now. But I think Oregon's going to win this game. I don't think they get to that 10-point uh, spread there, though. I, I, I think this is going to be a very close game. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to be very, very fun to watch. Um, and that's tomorrow night. So uh, this is going to be a very good game. But I think Oregon's going to win this, and we're going to – it's going to shake up the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I think so too. And it's crazy to think that, I mean, they're that much of a favor. I mean, they've just been one of the hottest teams in college football right now. Uh, and I do think that they're going to be out for revenge because that was a crazy game they had with Washington. They almost won that game. Oregon probably has the better team talent-wise right now, and Washington's been cutting it super close with like a lot of their games. Oregon's been pretty dominant. So, I think Oregon's going to win, but I don't think they cover the 10-point spread. I think it's closer than that, because I feel like a lot of people have kind of lost their faith in Washington. 
um, in uh, Florida State as well. We'll get to them. Uh, another team that people have lost a lot of faith in because of injuries, but I think that uh, Oregon will win, but it's going to be a pretty close game. Yeah, ju- just for reference, Washington was a three-and-a-half-point favorite when they faced off earlier this year, and Oregon is a 10-point favorite right now. Uh, just That tells you just how much things have changed since they played each other. And, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a hell of a game to watch. Uh, Saturday night, number 16, Iowa, and number 2, Michigan, will face off here in Indianapolis. Um, I, unfortunately, won't be able to attend the game this year. But Michigan is a 22-point favorite in this game right now. And the line opened up at 24, uh, but the over/unders at a 35 and a half. So you do the math on how much you know Iowa's predicted to score here. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Michigan's going to win this game. Um, they have one of the best defenses in the country. So does Iowa, but Iowa can't score at all. Um, they're probably the most fraudulently ranked team in the country uh, because one, the Big Ten West is garbage and, you know, they can't win against any halfway decent school. So I think Michigan wins here. I think they cover that 22 points as well. Yeah. I, uh, the only way Iowa scores points is on defense. They get a pick six or something, man, because I don't think that offense scores a single point they can't even score against bad teams, let alone like Michigan. Like they're gonna, they're gonna be bad, man. Uh, yeah, I don't even see them reaching ten points. Maybe, maybe three. Maybe they get a a, a pick and they're set at like the twenty yard line and uh, they kick a field goal. Uh, but yeah, I think it's gonna be rough going for them. Yeah, I think we're gonna see something like a. Like a forty-five to three, forty-five to seven final score. I mean, th- that offense is. I mean, th- I think the only time they're gonna score is in garbage time. Uh, yeah, so when they pull their starters out, yeah. Yeah, once Michigan pulls out JJ McCarthy, because they will pull him out to save him for the playoffs. Um, and same with basically all their starters. Uh, yeah. Uh, for the Big Twelve Championship, number seven, Texas. Versus number 18, Oklahoma State. Texas is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Texas is back. They're winning the Big 12 as they leave the Big 12 to head to the SEC. Um, they're going to be well-equipped to head into the SEC. I don't think they're going to you know, do much in the SEC. I think they'll still get you know eight, nine wins a year. But uh, uh, this is going to be a good send-off for Texas in this uh, Big 12 championship game. I think they win. I don't know if they're going to cover that 15-and-a-half. They have been cutting it kind of close with some teams lately. Um, obviously, last week, you know, against Texas Tech was a huge blowout win, but Texas Tech is terrible, so it uh, doesn't really matter. Oklahoma State, on the other hand, they've been pretty good this year, uh, very sneaky good. Um, but I, I just don't think they're going to be enough to beat Texas this year. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think Texas got this locked up. Um, two touchdown win, definitely possible here. Uh, I think for sure though, they're going to win this game. Uh, just a better team than Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's lost to some pretty crazy teams and, uh, hasn't been doing that well recently. 
Yeah, I, I just I just think Texas, you know, they, they have an overall better, well, everything. Um, to the MAC, Toledo and Miami of Ohio will face off. Uh, Toledo uh, looking to win, like, another consecutive MAC title again. Um, they have very good consistent QB play from, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, from, uh... Daquan Finn, who's in, like, year 77 or whatever in that program. Like, he's been there forever. Um, Toledo's an eight-point favorite in this game. Uh, Miami's had a really good season. Um, but uh, I think Toledo, much better team. Obviously, like I said, much, you know, much better consistent QB play from them. So I think Toledo wins here. I don't think that they're going to cover that eight points. So I think Miami's going to keep it really close. Um they have a really explosive offense, which is uh, which is exciting to see. And their defense is pretty good, too. Uh, that said, I just think Toledo is just overall better team on both sides of that ball. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Toledo has been um, pretty, pretty solid this year. And, you know, I think that they have a lot of promise. And they are uh, eight-point favorite in this game. I think they're going to take this one. To the Mountain West, it'll be UNLV versus Boise State. Uh, Boise State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, UNLV has played really good this year. I mean, I mean, they have been very consistent. Um, obviously, their big, their biggest loss this year was to uh, to Michigan, but it is Michigan. Um, but uh, that said. They have been beating a lot of good teams. Boise State has, you know, they're, they're seven and five, right? They're they're coming into this game hoping to, you know, well, I, I thought they would be, you know, the underdog in this game, but uh, we ended up with Boise State being favorited here. Uh, I think UNLV is going to win this game, though. They they have a better offense, I think. Uh, the defenses are kind of equal with each other. Um, but I just think UNLV's offense will be a little bit better, and that'll just edge them out. I think it's going to be obviously extremely close. Vegas seems to agree, but I think UNLV will pull off the upset win here. Yeah, this is tough. I really like both uh, these teams, uh, especially Boise State. I like, of course, the blue field. Um, it's going to be tough, though, man. I think UNLV, um, you know, they uh, they've had some – Solid wins. They beat Air Force earlier in the year, uh, who was ranked. So um, I'm going to roll with them. The SEC championship game, it'll be number eight Bama versus number one Georgia. Georgia is favorited by the devil's number, five and a half. And you know what that means. When it's a five and a half point favorite, the underdog almost always wins. I really hope Georgia wins this game. I do. Bama is a zombie program at this point. They just won't die for some reason. Oh, man, this this is ugly. I hate seeing that five and a half because I really would pull. I really want to see Georgia win this game just because fuck Bama. I don't want Bama to be in the playoffs. But that five and a half is telling me it might be better to put some money on Bama right now because uh, that is the devil's number. That is. I mean, it is extremely hard to find a game where there was a five and a half point favorite in college football and the favorite won. It is 
for some reason, you see that number, the underdog almost always wins. I think it's something like a 98% win rate or Holy something shit. like that. Yeah, it, it is ridiculous with that spread. That's fucking, that's, that's crazy. That, it, it's, call, that. it's called that's the devil's crazy. number for a reason. Five and five and a half. Just always bet the underdog because you will have a very, very high chance of winning. Well, I uh, I don't know what the spread was earlier in the week, but I actually have a parlay with Georgia winning pretty big stake too. So hopefully uh, they can pull it out, man. I got Georgia, Texas, and Michigan. So we'll see, man. It's going to be a crazy week. I hope that Georgia can pull it off. Uh, Alabama literally was fourth and 30 against Auburn. They almost lost. Um, I hope that uh, Georgia can just come out and get a uh, get a big score early on, set the tone for the game, and pull it out. I hope so too, man. But uh, Bama's also undefeated against Georgia in the SEC title game. So, um, yeah. Uh, to the AAC, uh, number 22, Tulane and SMU will be playing. Tulane is a three and a half point favorite in this game. Um, Tulane obviously been really, really good this year. Uh, their only loss obviously to a number 20 at the time, uh, Ole Miss team. Um, they've been, you know, struggling at parts of the season. They've been good at really parts at, you know, the early parts and later parts of the season. I think Tulane's going to win this here. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. I could see SMU pulling this game off as well. I, I really can see them winning this game. It's a, it is a winnable game for them. That said, I think at, uh, Tulane's offense will be just enough and do just enough to help them win this uh, AAC title for again for them. Yeah, I think so too. I like... Uh... I like Tulane in this matchup. They've uh, they've had a pretty solid year. Again, another team that's kind of floated around the uh, the top twenty five. To the Sun Belt we go. We have Troy taking on App State. Troy, a five and a half point favorite in this game. You know what that means. <laughs> bet bet App State right now if you want it. Um, look, Troy. I, I, I kind of did some research on them this on, on both these teams, you know, because we don't talk about Sun Belt ever because it's, you know, the Sun Belt and no one ever gets ranked there. But uh, Troy's been actually pretty good this year. Uh, statistically speaking, they have been, you know, obviously they're one of the best uh, teams in the Sun Belt. Um, they've been, you know, their, their quarterback has been pretty good. He's, he's got, you know, a 61% completion uh, percentage. Uh, he has a very low interception rate. He's only he's only thrown five picks this year. Um, you know they have a pretty decent running back as well. Um, that said, App State just not that great. I mean they have they they've been they've lost a lot of teams that they probably should have beaten this year. Um, and you know then they've beaten some pretty decent teams in that conference, but. Uh, you know, Troy, I think, is going to win this game, but it's that devil's number, man. Part of me wants to say App State's just going to win this game because of that. Yeah, I don't even know much about Troy and you know, App State. They're always going to be known for the Michigan upset, so 
I'll probably roll with App State here just because I don't really know too much about either of these teams, and they're probably the more well-known school. Uh, but I guess Troy's been the better team this year if they're favored, so I'll still roll with App State, though. Yeah, Troy's 10-2 and two coming into this game, and App State's 8-4, and four, so um, pretty big, you know, record difference between those two. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be pretty uh, – close game I think low scoring probably but uh maybe it could be could be very high scoring I don't know and lastly the ACC championships on uh Saturday night uh will be number four Florida taking on number 14 Louisville uh Florida State just a one and a half point favorite in this game uh and that line's been moving closer and closer towards Louisville being favorited um this week, I think it opened at like Florida State at pl- uh, at three and a half, and uh, now now it's gone down to one and a half. So uh, it, it's going to be close, I think. Uh, Florida State doesn't have Jordan Travis, though. I could see Louisville pulling off the upset because of that, but I think Louisville they have been good, but they're a little bit fraudulent. I think I I, I mean I mean obviously they they blew a you know a, a good chance to beat. Uh, in-state rival last week against Kentucky and uh, just fell short. But uh, I think this is going to be a really close game, pretty high-scoring game. But, uh, yeah, man, I I think Louisville could pull off the upset here. I want Florida State to win this, but no matter who wins of this, you know, I mean, we'll we'll get into it in a minute. But uh, if Florida State loses, there's going to be a lot of chaos uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, I saw some – crazy take today like the guy was saying even if Florida State wins uh they shouldn't even be considered they shouldn't be considered for the college football playoff because they're gonna be the worst team but it's like you know just because their quarterback's out hurt doesn't mean they they should be disqualified from making the uh, college football playoffs but I do think they are gonna win but it's gonna be super close I just I don't trust Louisville they've lost to some bad teams this year yeah, I, I can't I can't trust him either. But um, that said, with that take that that guy uh, that you saw, he's not entirely wrong because um, I've 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 done some research on it. And I've I've seen some things as well. Out of the other teams in the top seven, uh, Florida State at the very at the bare minimum would be a fifteen point dog to every single team in that top seven. Jeez. They would be at minimum a 15-point uh, dog, and it changes obviously from team to team. I think Georgia was the biggest spread. I think it was like I think it was like a 24-point underdog to Georgia, uh, and then Michigan was like a 20-point or 20.5 something like that. Um, the their their best chance uh, would actually be against Texas, and that's about that's their that's a 15-point uh, favorite in Texas there, but. Uh, yeah, that wraps up your uh, conference uh, ch- championship games for this week. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the playoffs um, because a lot can change this weekend. Um, if if Georgia loses, for example, Michigan will be number one facing a number whoever's at number four. Um, Bama's going to be in. It's probably going to end up being then, you know, Michigan versus Bama in the first round versus whoever two and three ends up being. Uh, Oregon, I think, 
can can make it in. Well, they will make it in if they beat Washington. Um, Texas has an outside chance. Um, that said, if there's a lot of chaos this week and basically every single uh, favorite loses in the top four, but Texas wins, Texas obviously makes the playoffs. Some Texas has to run the score up on Oklahoma State if they even want to have a chance, I think, uh, realistically. Uh, to get into the playoffs, but um, yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy. If I I think what we could see is if Florida State loses and Washington loses, well, we could see you know Texas make that jump into the playoffs too. What what, what do you think could possibly happen here, man? What what's your mind yeah, thinking? I've, I've seen so many different scenarios like. Florida State, if they win or lose, they're going to be knocked out. I've seen uh, Booger McFarland talking about if Alabama wins, they're still not going to get in because Texas still has the win over Alabama and um, would still remain ahead of Alabama. So it would be Michigan, um, uh, Florida State, um, Oregon, and then Texas as the Final Four. Um I've seen people say that even if Georgia uh, loses, they'll, they'll still be in the top four. There's just a lot of different scenarios. And I think the only one that is pretty much certain, I mean, it'd be a complete shock if it happened, would be if Michigan lost. But I think Michigan right now is like the only team that is pretty comfortable saying that they're they're going to be in. Everyone else, though, man, uh, I mean, it's going to be tough. I would say, though, too, Washington, if they win the game against Oregon, they're for sure a lock. Uh, but everyone else, man, uh, and then of course if Georgia wins, they'll be a lock. But they got a tough game, so it's gonna be a, a crazy uh, set of scenarios. Yeah, I mean, there's so much that can change uh, because of this week, and there's a ton of implications. But uh, I, I mean, I, th- I think Oregon's gonna win, uh, and that's just gonna throw a wrench in it because if Georgia, Michigan, and Oregon win. And Florida State loses. Who gets that number four spot? That that's the real question. Does Washington get get that four spot, or does Texas, if they win, get that four spot instead? Um, because I I think, I mean, what looks better, a a non conference champion Washington that's twelve and one versus a conference champion Texas, you know, that's twelve and one. I think at that point you would have to put Texas in, right? I think they would. I think because there'd be the you know, because Washington lost their game and, and Texas had won, especially if Texas wins by, you know, more than two touchdowns, I think they'd put Texas in. Yeah. Um, also, if I, I saw some stuff where it was like, even if Georgia loses, they could still make that number four spot. Um, and, and you could see Bama at three and Georgia at four um, sort of scenario, which would be insane. Yeah, I've been seeing that too. Um, where it could be like a um, a Michigan, um, Bama, Georgia, and like Oregon in the top four, and then Florida State's out. Right, and I mean it's all hinging on really a lot. If Florida State loses, um, all these scenarios. If Florida State wins, I think they're locked in. I know. They're, they're going to be huge underdogs to whoever they face, but um, 
that said, okay, so imagine the scenario, okay, Oregon wins, Florida State wins. Does Oregon go to four and Florida State to three in that case, or do you think Oregon would jump up to three? I think that they would put Oregon at three. I think because that would be such an impressive win to be number three Washington. I think that they would put Oregon ahead of uh, Florida State. I, I just, I just, I'm just trying to find the the easiest path for Michigan to get at least to the uh, the championship this year. So I really would hope Florida State gets bumped up to three in that case. But I, I do think uh, in real, in you know, realistically, Oregon would have the more much more impressive win over Florida State and jump them, even though Florida State would be still undefeated at that point. They just don't have the resume that uh, Oregon does. But there's a ton that can happen. Um, even OSU still technically has an outside shot at, you know, if there's a ton of chaos this this week, OSU could actually end up slipping back in uh, to the playoffs, which is crazy to think about. But there are some very specific scenarios where OSU could get themselves back into the playoffs like they did last year. Yeah, they're going to need, like, all the favorites to lose. Yeah, they they basically need Bama to win, uh, Iowa to win, uh, Washington or Oregon. Or Washington or Oregon, it doesn't really matter for them uh, who wins that one. Texas to lose, though. Florida, uh, State, to lose. Florida State to lose. They they need. Yeah, they, they need. Just need everyone to lose. Yeah, yeah. They gotta they gotta be huge Bama fans, huge Iowa fans, huge uh, Louisville fans. And then for, you know, Washington, Oregon, it doesn't matter, right? Because either way, one of those two teams is going to be in. Um, and I've also seen scenarios, too, where Washington and Oregon both get in. Yeah, like I said, if if Oregon beats Washington and, uh, and Bama loses, Texas loses, uh, Florida State loses, I mean, Washington might be that fourth team right there. Yeah, I, I think either way, we're looking at a Michigan versus Oregon. Uh, at least if Oregon wins, uh, we'll have a Michigan versus Oregon uh, game there. Uh, unless something happens and Bama wins, then Michigan will be at number one, and a whole bunch of different chaos goes goes out from there. But uh, it's more than likely looking like a uh, an, a Big Ten versus a Pac-12. Um, before the Pac-12 dissolves into, you know, oblivion after this year. It, it's it's going to be really, really interesting for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, lot, lots to unfold, but um, very, very exciting for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's going to wrap up college football. Um we're going to get into some power rankings for the NHL and the NBA here. Uh, we'll start off with the NBA, Mike, so uh, take it away. All right, so if uh, you guys are new here to the uh, the podcast or you haven't seen the episode with the power rankings, this is, I believe, our second time doing this. We're doing these like every couple weeks here just so we have a little bit more data to go on and you know the teams are actually changing every week. Um Andrew has his own list, and I just go on NBA.com and uh, look at their list here. So I'm going to be going through the top 10 here uh, for the NBA. But I want to also just shout out, man, the Detroit Pistons. What a 
crazy, crazy season. I mean, 15 straight losses. They took no nut November and made it into no win November. Like, these, <laughs> <laughs> these guys, if they lose tonight to the New York Knicks, they will have lost every game in November, bro. And then another stat here that I wanted to bring up before we get into the power rankings. In the 2023 calendar year, the Detroit Lions are 10-3. The, the Detroit Pistons are 9-59. and So the Lions have more wins in the 2023 calendar year than the Pistons, and they've played like 60 less games. That's insane. Yeah. The Pistons are absolute garbage. And, man, I wouldn't blame Cade right now if he asked for a trade because, I mean, he's putting up numbers. It's just... Nothing is translating. Um, it's ridiculous. But with that, we'll hop into the actual good teams in the power rankings. So at number 10 here, the team I just mentioned, they were eight last week. That was the New York Knicks, 9-7. Uh, and seven. They're bordering on top 10 offensive rating uh, and top five defensive rating. Uh, Jalen Brunson's been doing very well for them. Julius Randle could pick it up a little bit, but um, overall they've been um, pretty solid this year, pretty middle of the road to a little bit above average team. Um, I think they're fine there at number 10. Uh, number 9 here, uh, 11 and 6. Uh, they were 13 last week. The Phoenix Suns they have a great offense, top 5 offense, but they are uh, 18th for defensive ratings, so... Definitely need to work on that defense. You know, they have the the big scores. Durant, Booker are still doing their things. Bradley Beal's been out hurt. So that's been uh, definitely taken away from uh, even more on the offensive end of the ball. But Booker and KD both have been balling this year, and I think that they'll be just all right. I think that they'll move up as the year goes along. I could see them being in the top five by the end of the year. Uh, number eight here with the Sacramento Kings, also nine and six record. They were number seven. Uh, not really that impressive uh, offensive and defensive ratings, twelve and seventeenth, and their net ratings barely in the positives. So um, they've definitely been squeaking out some uh, gritty wins. Um, and I really like their team. I like De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, uh, Keegan Murray. I think can be a solid contributor as well. Um, they got a lot of good young pieces as well as some veterans on their team. I think the Kings will definitely make the playoffs, and um, I think they're still alive too as well in the in-season tournament. Uh, number seven here, jumping up 10 spots here, uh, the Orlando Magic, and they have been on fire, man. So they, uh, they're they 12-5. and five. Uh, They're one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference right now, and their offensive rating's uh, smack dab in the middle at 15, but their defense, man, is what's carrying them. The number three rated defense, uh, they've just been f- clicking, man. Their entire team, Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, uh, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, um, all of them have just been playing uh, really good lately. And uh, the Magic are kind of doing what the Pistons should have been doing this year where their young core started to pop off and started getting some wins. So the Magic seem to have been figuring it out this year, uh, which is good because I like the Magic. They've been one of the uh, worst teams in the league the last five, six seasons. So 
Um, it says we're here last season. The Magic were one in twelve in the uh, second games of back to backs. The worst of it, worst uh, such stretch of any market for any team in the last six years. And they're two and one this season, so they're definitely doing better on their back to backs and um, just picking up some solid wins. Number six here, also staying at six, they were last week is the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, really good on offense, number seven, but the defense is uh, 20th right now. So they're scoring a lot of points, but also giving up a lot of points, which I kind of figured with Dame coming over, you know, really good on offense, but not really too good of a defensive player. So you take the hit there. Giannis is, and Brooke Lopez is pretty much carrying this defense. Um, I think that uh, Milwaukee's going to be just fine. They're going to be one of the top four in the Eastern Conference here. Um, I mean, look, so yeah. if, if the uh, the Bucks have been pretty impressive this year, um, but I, I don't think everything that they've you know did before the season has really meshed yet between uh, uh, Giannis and uh, and Dame. And Dame. Yeah. yeah, they haven't really been meshing well. But that said, they're still putting up Ws, and that's. You know, at the end of the day, all that matters with them, but just something's just not a hundred percent clicking with those two men. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, moving here into number five. Speaking about a team that's been winning a lot of games recently, man. Similar to the Orlando Magic, the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, a team that has been one of the poverty teams the last few uh, seasons here, and I love their young core. Shea Gilgis Alexander is an MVP candidate, man. I love his game. He is one of the best players in the NBA. Chet Holmgren right now and Vic are the two favorites for Rookie of the Year. Um, Chet's been putting up some crazy stat lines. And they also have a lot of good other uh, young role players like Jalen Williams, Lou Dort. Um, you know, they have the whole Josh Giddy situation going on right now, which – uh, sucks because you know he was another really good player that was uh, going to be built for their uh, future. But you know, if the investigation goes south, then they might have to say uh, goodbye to him because uh, some reports are saying that you know uh, she lied about her age and that you know he was not in the wrong. And other reports are now saying that uh, her and her family are refusing to cooperate with authorities. So. Is, are they being paid off? Who knows? So we'll have to see, but it's good that this, this news isn't affecting them. Uh, uh, there was also reports saying that the Thunder had known about this before it even broke to the media, So, and they said they didn't really have much concern, so maybe they know a little bit more than we do. Uh, but the Thunder, man, they have a lot of hoopers on that team, and they have tons of draft picks. They built... Uh, Tons of draft capital for the future, so they're going to be um, a crazy team to look forward to. They have a ton of potential in the next three years or so to be the best team in basketball. But speaking about the best team, at least for last year, who won the championship, number four, the Denver Nuggets. They were also four last week, both 10-10 and 10 on offense and defense, so they're above average, but... They're not really doing as well as I thought they would. Jokic has still been doing really well um, this year. Um, and they've had some decent uh, help from the role players this year. Um, I saw recently Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan, 
uh, had a big game with a lot of players being out hurt. Uh, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. both uh, doing their thing. So uh, you got to remember, too, that Jamal Murray's been out for the last two months or so. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm just now uh, seeing that. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. So they're still doing pretty well, even with uh, their second-best player on the team being out. Um, so they've had some people step up and – Still one of the better teams in the league. Number three here, also standing at number three, is the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, 11-5 record. Uh, offensive rating uh, third in the league. So Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid are both um, having uh, crazy, crazy offensive performances. Defense is 13th, so they're still above average, but definitely would look to be a little bit better in that. Uh, category there um they um are looking for uh and being maxi like i said to um kind of carry this team they have a decent amount of role players as well that can fit and do their different jobs uh around here but philadelphia definitely overachieving so far at least for this season i think uh, with the whole Harden drama situation, people thought that they would take a step back, maybe be one of the uh, last playoff teams or uh, maybe like middle of the road. But they're looking like a top three seed again, so uh, Philly's looking pretty good. Coming at number two, another very surprising team in the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, they have been just absolutely killing teams on defense. They're number two in the league on defense. Uh, shout out Rudy Gobert. He's been doing his thing. And uh, Anthony Edwards, man, one of my favorite young players in the league. He is uh, similar to Shea Gilgis Alexander. I think he's got MVP potential in this league. He is great. Carl Anthony Towns is doing good. And again, another team that has some pretty underrated role players. Um, I really like uh, what Minnesota is doing right now because. It always feel like they have a lot of good young talent and they never could put it together. But this year they're finally starting to get some wins and uh, a lot of their younger players are taking that next leap up uh, in uh, their game. But coming in at number one, they I believe were number one last uh, Power Rankings video we did two weeks ago, and that's the Boston Celtics. 13-4, and four, uh, eighth in offensive rating, fourth in defensive rating. They have just been... Um, you know, that team this year, they have been as good as ever. I think they're probably going to end up with the one seed. I would have said them on Milwaukee, but it looks like with Milwaukee coming off a slow start that Boston's going to run away with the East right now. And uh, Drew Holiday, what a pickup for him in the offseason. Uh, same with Christoph Porzingis. He's been uh, hooping. And uh, Tatum and Brown are both been doing super solid as well. Right now it's looking like the Celtics are the top team in the NBA. Uh, so do you have any thoughts before we move on? I, I pretty much agree with this list. I mean, it's, uh, well, very solid, well put together. Um, now I, I, I got no really other thoughts here. Um, you know, I still think the Sixers are, are one of the best teams right now in the league. Um, but the, defensively, they got to they got to really tighten some things up. But 
offensively, they're still extremely productive. So um, I, I think they're still my favorite to uh, to actually win the championship right now. Yeah, um, they definitely got a good chance. I think anyone uh, in this top group, uh, I would say I like Minnesota, Oklahoma City, and Orlando, what they've been doing this year, but I still think they're pretty young and they're not going to uh, – be able to have that playoff experience. They they really don't have any playoff experience, any of those teams. So if they do make it, I don't think they'll be in the championship hunt. I think this year, Boston, Philly, uh, Milwaukee, and then in the West, Denver, uh, Phoenix. Uh, the Lakers always have a chance. Sacramento, I think, will, will be another team that could contend this year. They had a... Pretty good playoff last year. They lost to the Warriors. Um, they put up a seven-game series against the Warriors. I mean, that was pretty impressive. So, yeah. Yeah, and look, OKC's built for the future, man. They're really good this year. And and next year, I mean, I mean, they, they got so many draft picks coming up over the next few years, man. It's They're, they're going to be They're going to be really good the next few years, I think. Yeah, man, they have, like, it's insane. They probably, I think it said they have, like, 30 picks over the next, like, seven drafts. Like, it's um, it's insane the amount of uh, picks they stockpiled because they traded away, you know, they traded away Russell Westbrook and Paul George. That's where the majority of them were coming from. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, really, really good you know, future for them for sure. So that's your NBA power ranking. So now we're going to head on over to the NHL. And this is, again, my own power rankings, not, um, not you know, anyone else's, not uh, NHL.com's or whatever. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to get into it here at number 10. I have the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, their last 10, they're 7-3-0. and uh, They're on a two-game losing streak right now, but uh, – They've been playing some pretty decent hockey uh, really all year. They haven't been anything spectacular, but uh, pretty damn good so far. Um, at number nine, I have Florida. Over their last ten, they've been 6-3-1. and one. Uh, They're on a one-game losing streak right now. Uh, I believe it was last night they lost. Um, they've been on and off really all year so far. Um, but when they're playing you know, well, when, when they're on, they're on. They're, I mean, they're one of the best teams uh, on both sides of the puck, uh, especially offensively. They're very, very productive. But then once they get into these lulls where they can't win, they just you know, uh, you know, they they can't score at all. It's it's really weird, you know, how their first quarter of the season's gone. And uh, we are at like the first quarter mark. Everyone's played at least twenty games now. So um, yeah, at number eight. I have Carolina. Um, they're seven three and zero. They're on a two uh, in their last ten. Um, they're on a two game win streak right now. Um, they they started off pretty slow to start the year, uh, but they've come back. Uh, I believe they're sitting second in the Metro right now. Um, they're very 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 good as of late. Um, hopefully they can they can keep it up. I don't think right now they're going to catch the Rangers in their division who are later on in this list, but um, very, very solidly in that second spot in the Metro, which is, you know, it's all but one team in that division 
right now is over 500. Same goes for the Atlantic division. Um, it just tells you how tight that uh, that playoff battle is going to that wild card battle really is going to be. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on to number seven, uh, I have Dallas. Uh, they're six three and one over their last ten. Uh, they're on one win, one game win streak right now. Um, they're they're pretty inconsistent at times. Uh, to be fair though, their last ten has been a very very tough schedule. Um, you know, they just snapped, like, I think it was a three-game losing streak. Um, but that said, they, you know, they've hit a rough patch in terms of their schedule. A lot of tough teams uh, in their division and in their conference in general that they've had to play. And some Eastern Conference teams that are really good this year, too. Um, but they've been very good so far to start the year. Uh, moving on to number six uh, is Vancouver. Uh, in their last 10, they're 5-5-0. Five, five, and oh. They're on a one-game win streak right now. Brock Besser leads the league in goals at 17. I don't think that's going to keep up. Um, he's got 17 goals in 23 games. He's got 26 points, so he's just over a point per game right now. But uh, I don't think he's going to stay at that goal-leading uh, pace for right now. But he's at 17, which is pretty impressive. Um and then uh, Miller and Hughes, uh, they're number two and number three, respectively, in points for them. Uh, the, the Vancouver's a, you know, uh, I think they're sitting third in their in the Pacific right now. I'd have to double check that, but uh, they've been playing really good. Uh, like I said, they're five and five in their last ten, so it's not you know the best, but pretty good still. Uh, at number five. Uh, last time I had them at number two, I believe, in my rankings, but they're at number five now uh, is Las Vegas. Uh, over their last ten, they're three, four, and three. Uh, they're on a three-game losing streak right now. Uh, they've hit a very rough patch, and they've been losing to not some some pretty not-so-good teams uh, and beating some bad teams and then losing to good teams and losing also to bad teams. So it's they, they just had a really, really rough patch lately. Uh, but lots of close games. They've had, obviously, you know, three losses in overtime over their last ten. Um, and then the other, you know, four regular time losses have all been either one or two points. Um, but they've beat up on San Jose, which, uh, you know, I know that feels bad for you. Yeah, man, San Jose and the Pistons weren't the same this year. Yeah, moving up to number four, uh is Colorado their last 10 they're 7 3 and 0 uh but they're on a four game win streak right now uh very impressive as of very late uh Makar leads the league in assists at 26 they've been very very good um uh all all really all year they're leading their division what a shock there um but they haven't been nearly as good as some of these teams that are ahead of them still uh like like Boston and LA. Uh, at number three, I have Boston. Uh, they're five three and two over the last uh, ten. Um, they're on a three game losing streak now, um, and they have some losses, some bad teams. Uh, they've lost to Detroit in here uh, once or twice in this streak. Um, and at at one point, Detroit was the only team to beat Boston in regulation, um, and now. 
and then they lost to New York, and now it's just kind of the losses have been piling on lately. Uh, they're still on top of the Atlant- Atlantic Division right now, but they're barely holding on to it because Florida's closing in. So's Toronto and Detroit. Um, at number two, I have LA. Um, they're seven two and one over the last ten. Um, they're on a one game losing streak, uh, but they were off their. I think that's coming off of a three or four game win streak for them. Uh, they've been playing really, really well. Special teams for them has been really good. Uh, they're top ten on the power play, and they lead the league on the penalty kill at eighty nine point four percent. Really good special teams uh, in L A. They were really good on them last year, and this year they've improved on it, especially the penalty kill. And then at number one, I have the New York Rangers. Uh, they're eight two and zero over their last ten. They're on a one game win streak right now. Uh, they just beat Detroit last night, um, and man, they have been killing it uh, really all season. They've been very, very productive. Uh, they're one of the most productive teams in the league. Uh, nothing too flashy, um, but they get the job done uh, against bad teams, and then they play really good, really, really well against a lot of these good teams as well. Uh, beating Detroit last uh, last night, obviously big boost to them because uh, Detroit, I think, is a playoff team. But, yeah, uh, I got the Rangers at number one right now uh, at the quarter mark. Looking pretty solid, man. Uh, uh, Rangers right now looking like the best team. Boston's falling off a little bit, but overall still pretty similar, I feel like, to what I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, New York's on top of the league right now in terms of points. Uh, they're sixteen four and one right now, uh, just really really good. Um, you know, uh, but th- there's a lot of teams right now that that have been very unimpressive, and then some teams that have been very very impressive. Um, well, actually, I, I take back what I said earlier about every team has played twenty games. Ottawa's only played seventeen, which is very uh-huh. weird. Um, I I don't know what's going on with their schedule, but it's they they've been, they've played very few games compared to everyone else. Um, I, I yeah, very weird. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot in the NHL right now going on. I mean, you have a three-way tie for third place in the uh, in the Atlantic Division. I mean between Toronto, Detroit, and Tampa right now. Just just crazy um, how, how tight this Eastern Conference is. I mean, you only have two teams under 500 in the Eastern Conference, and you have seven in the Western Conference that are under 500 right now. And Arizona is not one of them, surprisingly. Yeah. But that's going to do it for us. Um, yeah, a lot happened in this episode we had you know a ton to talk about uh tuesday we're gonna review conference championship games we're gonna review nfl obviously and uh we'll try and incorporate some other things as well um i think obviously uh this will be a good week to or next week will be a good time to discuss the coaching carousel in college football um and, and yeah uh, so, 
with that said, guys, uh, rate, review, subscribe. Help us out. Let us know, you know, hey, we want to see more NBA content. We want to see more NHL content, more MLB content. Let us know. Uh, we'll, we're willing to, to, you know, change things up. Um, we're going to, you know, obviously as college football winds down, we're, there's going to be a lot of, you know, changes uh, with how we how the podcast runs, which is going to open up a lot more time for really every other sport. Um and as you know, the NHL and NBA seasons start to get a lot hotter now. Uh, we'll go over, of course, the NBA in-season tournament, which stupid in my opinion. But uh, yeah, we'll go over that when that's over, of course. So, uh, yep. So, anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys on Tuesday.